Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Yes, we are all alive and well and kicking in our different zones of the wonderful country called America. And we are Americans on this call. And uh, we are working towards more and more information on how to not be U.S. citizens. So it's, it's a learning cycle. Chris, we do talk a little bit about those things, but not a lot. Uh, on the fact of where we are, we have weather. Patty was just telling us she's had terrible rain up there last night with 60 this morning. We're having heat wave here. And my um, little um, barometer sun clock was saying it was something like 85, and then it dropped down to 75, and the humidity was 45, and it jumped up to 75. So what do I know? So we're having variety here. We think we're going to get rain, and then it goes away. Then we could think we're going to get rain, and then it goes away. So it's a variety. But we're all healthy yeah. here, and we're all thriving here, and we're moving forward. There are some wonderful things that... Before, um, we, before we move on, can I just say one thing? Just a little absolutely. funny. You, you know what the difference between California and, I'll say, Illinois is? In California, it, if it's 50 degrees, you get your snow coats on. If it's you're in Chicago, you get your swimming suit on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, i, I got to tell you, there's more truth to that. In December... I know. <laughs> we lived, I lived in California for 24 years. Everybody knows that. And the guys from Michigan, when they had the Rose Bowl parade, the guys from Michigan were strolling around in shorts. We in California, I mean, it really was. It was like 50. We had our coats on because it was cool for us. Oh, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. We were cold. You, you, you. And, uh, and, of course, I get cold in air conditioning, so you can know I am not really good with the heat and the cold. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I thought of that when, when Patty said she was cold. It's <laughs> you guys. It's awful. I looked at the heater and I thought, you know, if I didn't have that big plant sitting on top of it, it wasn't so hard to turn it around in my room. I'd plug it in and turn it on. <laughs> but I swear I will not turn on the heat after the 1st of June. So I haven't so far. I just yes, get back please. under the covers and get a couple dogs. <laughs> One on each side of me in <laughs> my little heaters. <laughs> well, well, and it's all about how our body acclimates to the different weather. So this is true. It was weird, you guys, because it was sun shining, and there was just a big thunderhead overhead. But the sun was shining all around it, and the rain was just coming down. It hardly ever does it like that. And I'm standing in here looking at my ceiling going... I wonder if it's going to start leaking now. 
It didn't. <laughs> I don't know why well, I thought it might. Because it was coming down so hard. It was just running down my windows. And I'm going, oh, my tomatoes. Oh, my cantaloupes. Oh, but everything's fine. Well, see, that's interesting you bring that up because where I live in Spartanburg, three blocks, I'm going to say just a quarter of a mile away, they were flooding. We got four drops. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's, it's like that in this town, too. We had a hail two nights ago. We had a hail two nights ago. So <laughs> There was one well, time I, I slept outside and... On one side of the, you know, you turn your head one way, and the sun was just gorgeous coming up. It was the most beautiful sunrise. And on the other side, the most beautiful thunderstorm there was. Lightning, Ooh. colors. It was like, oh, wow. you know, pays your money, takes your choice. You know, you just sit there and look one way and look the other way. <laughs> it was yeah, really that's pretty. Neat. Both ways that's nature's show. That's nature's yep. show. Showing what it can do and what it will do, it's just great. I called Peppy the other night when we were having the thunderstorm. It was she was up on my lap because she's terrified of thunderstorms. And I'd see the lightning, and then I'd start the count to see how far away the storm was. And son of a gun, there's the storm was only like two miles away, and it thundered. And she goes. Oh. Get away, get away, get away. <laughs> Neil wouldn't stop barking under my bed last night. You know, he just, yep, yep, yep. He's never done that. And I'm, shut up, Neil. Please shut up. And he did. Then he'd do another little squeak, you know, and then finally I had to get up and get him up. And I said, what is wrong with you? He was just lightning. being a little bugger. <laughs> well, it's it's the lightning. They don't know, uh, and the thunder. They don't know where. Well, that was over with. Really it, that was all over with. I think he wanted more dinner or something. He he is such a little con man. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's get back to the program, and okay. we'll, I wanted to talk kind of about an email I sent out, and I know, Chris, you didn't get this. But I wanted to really bring up the point about the 85,000 children across the uh, America, maybe it's in other countries, I don't know, that have died from taking the medicine of their parents or grandparents, and they have been poisoned to them. And the article was actually about, um, what was it, heart pressure pills that seemed to be the biggest culprit on this arena so i'm just really wanting people to be aware and say something to their neighbors if they have a lot of pills we used to have a closet in the house where my kids grew up where we can invert the handle and lock it but you could stick a pencil or a a screwdriver in the little hole and pop the lock so that you could get in there. And I kept all the medicine in there, uh, the baby aspirins or the big people aspirin. We didn't have a lot of medicine. Back in those times, they didn't flood you with medicine. We're talking, Chris, in the 60s. But today, people are on so much medicine, and they're not locking them down, even though they're in these safety caps that we mature people cannot open, but the kids can open without any problems, you know. 
Isn't that true? We've all complained yes. about that. I so can't get. I can't open creamers, coffee creamers with those, or anything that has that metal thing on it. Milk, you know, that has the, after you take the lid off, you got to pull the metal thing off. And now Bruce oh, can't pull that. them off, so we've got a pair of pliers so we can pull those off. Yeah. Well, they, you should see the different kind of openers are now in these little um, catalogs. They're all different kinds of them. <laughs> Big mouth, little mouth. Priors. I mean, they're just all sorts because people are having across the board trouble opening these uh, safety caps. Safety from home. The kids can get into them. We can't. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really they're putting funny, something uh, in the chemtrails that makes your fingers go numb. It's like you yeah. my fingers are numb. <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting thing. Chris, do you mind if we ask you a question? In your travels around the wetlands, are you seeing chemtrail planes, you know, the planes that dump all the um, chemicals onto the fields where you are or the lands where you're investigating? Do you see them down there? No, I never, I've never seen that before. I've seen well, the planes that spray crop in the field. If you look up in the sky and you see, like, lines in the sky that haven't dissipated, those are chemtrails. Now, if you see a plane flying by and you see white coming out the back of it and it's dissipating pretty much not too long after the plane is as it's going, if you can see that that trail dissipating as it's going, those aren't chemtrails. But if that plane is going and that line does not dissipate, those are chemtrails. So anytime you look up in the sky, and they'll be up there for days, you can look up there and they'll, they'll you'll, you'll see them crisscrossing all over the place. You may only see one or two, but then there might be days you'll see five or ten, you know. So that that's how you can tell if it's chemtrails or not. And it's not just clouds. <laughs> Those are not clouds. Those are trails, and they're full of the barium and the, uh, all the rest of the kinds of poisons that are going on the uh, plants and the, all the, uh, the soils around you. And that's why I was asking if you were aware of that. It's something to be... Uh, were you going to say something? Why do they do that? Because they want to pollute the ground and they want to... Uh, actually uh, cause what Orpah just said, uh, our bodies to be affected and numbed with it. Because there's uh, different kinds of chemicals in there, aluminum, uh, oh, everybody else knows all the rest of them, but barium, but they are numbing to your body. They affect the water, they affect the growing plants, they affect your breathing. They uh, and this is why a lot more people are sick today. It's um, they've been doing it actually since the late 40s, but in the last 10 years they've upped it so much that it's all over the world. One of the premises they use is that well, we can't have you having a blue sky. You have to have a gray sky, a cloud. A thin cloud over it. Well, part of it is to keep the warmth in here because 
uh, and I'm fading here on the land around the world so that there's more drought, there's more uh, ways of polluting and uh, a lot more other reasons than keeping it. They found in Australia there were people kind of in your business but not the water. They were in the air and the heat business, and uh, they were they have been for 20 years measuring the heat in the Australian deserts. And the heat has stayed pretty, pretty regular. Then they started noticing that the heat was either rising or dropping, I can't remember which, and they wondered why. And they kept trying to find out what it was. They were getting chemtrails, and it was affecting the heat of the earth. And um, I even read later that this whole town that instead of staying above land, they built their houses down in the earth because it's the only place they could keep cool during the summer and warm during the winter because of the great fluctuations in temperature created by this spraying that's done or trails that they put out that affect the temperature, the weather, your water, your person, their food. Does that make sense? So look it up. It it might be a good education for you because uh, they really have not wanted people to know about it, but it's been very heavily documented, and uh, we have found that they have been doing it since the uh, end of the Second World War for weather control is what was their point. Look at the weather we're having. You're either washed away or you're... uh, dried up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it's a dichotomy for all of us, but it is also a health risk. So, um, but that's, that's why I was bringing up about the children and medicines I read years ago, and I'm sure it's 10 years ago, that I read how the kids and the teenagers would do pill parties, and they would take the pills that their grandparents and their parents were taking so they wouldn't, the parents wouldn't catch on. They didn't take all of the pills out of the bottle. But they all threw them in a big, huge, uh, I'm going to say, salad bowl, you know, the kind that you mix the salad in. And, they threw it, and then they had a pill party. And you took handfuls of these pills, and you'd see what happens to your body. Some of them didn't make it. They just never came out of the, uh, the shocks the pills do to the body. So it's something that's really important to be aware of around uh, children. And I, if you have a, uh, all of us have some kind of thing. Fortunately, and the puppy doesn't know how to open the doors with a handle on it when I got it closed, but she could try. <laughs> puppy is my dog, Chris. So, um, but it's important to be aware of these and, uh, and you know, guard against it. And uh, so, does anybody else have something they want to share? I have a couple other topics we can go into, and I want to uh, offer to kind of talk about the leaky gut. And my buddy gave me a book called Bone Broth Diet. So, uh, and also knows about bone broth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had some when you were here. Yeah, it was delicious, delicious. 
But off as a yeah. cooker, I'm not a cooker. So we're looking at dichotomies here, friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to cook. The bone broth is it's very healing to your gut. If you've got any digestive issues, drink some bone broth every day. However, it's very... It's not that it's hard to make, <laughs> but it's hard to keep enough of it made to keep drinking it every day. Because <laughs> um, it takes like 48 hours of cooking it, to cooking the bones, to get everything, you know, leached out of the bones that you need. <clears throat> now, I don't... You can use probably every part of that chicken or turkey. Trying to find a pot big enough to put a whole cow in might be a difficult <laughs> challenge. But, um, but it, it's what's in the... I mean, because they do use chicken feet. I, I don't use chicken feet because I just can't get past the grossness of it. They They look really gross. They look like little people hands missing a finger, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's just, it's spooky looking back at you, because um, they look like little fingers with these long, this one long toenail on it, and it was, <laughs> it, it's really gross, anyway, um, I just take my, my chicken and put the bones and stuff in there, but you cook it for 48 hours, <clears throat> And just like if you're making pot of soup, but you cook it longer. You know, you get the meat off of there after it's done. Uh, you can even cook the meat, you know, cook the chicken or something in the oven, take it out, debone it, and then put the bones in, in the broth. I what was scratching and carrying on there? With me. Sorry, it was me. Of course, it was me. I'm sorry. Okay, then. Um, the, the, you take that and, um, put it in water. I, I, I like to get some organic, you know, chicken broth or organic beef broth at the store and start out with that instead of just plain water. I just think it adds some flavor to it, but I make sure it's organic and it's just, it's not full of all kinds of stuff, but I'll get, well, to do my whole crock pot, I'll usually take two of those, put my, my chicken in it, and when the, the chicken is done, I take it out. I let it cool down because it's pretty hot by then. But I'll take take the chicken out, debone it, put the bones back in the broth, and then let that cook for the next, you know, day or so in the crock pot. Um, I had, you know, seasonings, my healing seasonings like turmeric and, um, garlic and ginger, a little bit of salt and pepper, you know, I, I like to use the ones that will dissolve in it. I, I like to use, um, well, when I, when I strain it, if I use the leafy uh, herbs they get strained out with it <laughs> but if it cooks in there long enough that probably doesn't you know matter uh, the benefits would already be in there but um, it's hard enough to get all the other stuff strained out of it anyway 
Um, I don't really use the um, apple cider vinegar, um, but you definitely can use a couple tablespoons of apple cider vinegar in it. What it does is it helps leach the stuff out uh, more. Um, and you just, after, after it's all done, you just strain it and then you drink a cup of a cup of day. I really like drinking this stuff. <laughs> it tastes so wonderful when you get it seasoned the way you like it and, and everything, but <clears throat> it, in the process of it cooking for 48 hours, you really, uh, once it got cooked down the the water part of it, so you really it, it really cooks out a lot of it that you know you don't have them to drink, and you'll have quite a bit, but you'd be surprised how how fast it goes just having a cup a day. And the other day I went to the store, and I saw, I don't know, I think it was Pacific, either a Pacific or Imagine, I can't remember which one. Um, they make organic soups and broths and stuff. And I saw bone broth. And it says on there that it, it's, you know, the broth from cooking bones. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, that it might gel if you put it in the refrigerator. Well, that's what you want. That When it gels like that, you know that you've gotten bone broth. And... I thought, oh man, if I could, if this really is that, then I could, um, yeah, the cartons are five or six bucks a carton, but I could so much easier keep more on hand that way where I can be drinking it more often. The only one I found was turkey, which I love turkey, um... And I used some yesterday to be the water as I steamed some carrots. And it really added some carrot flavor to it, which was fine. But I didn't realize there was, like, <laughs> was no, no real seasonings to the broth when I first tasted it. I thought, oh, dear, i got to put some seasonings in here. So, But that's okay, because that way... You know, I can add my own seasonings, and I'm not just getting whatever they put in it. They, they put in some, like, onion and a little bit of garlic, I think, was about all they added to it. <clears throat> and I thought, well, that's fine. I'd be putting those in it anyway. But I can add my own amount of salt that I want, so there's not, you know, a lot of salt. Um, and my pepper and and stuff, so... I was really glad to see this bone broth. They only had one of the chicken left, and they had a whole bunch of turkey. So I thought, well, I'll just get some turkey for right now, and maybe they'll have chicken later. But that bone broth is very healing. I don't know exactly the mechanics of what it does other than giving you the the vitamin, the rich vitamin and minerals that are in bones, you know, the bone marrow and stuff. Um, it, 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 it's giving this to you. Um, and somehow or another, it, it, 
has a tendency to heal the lining of your your stomach and your intestines and whatnot, which is where the leaking takes place out into your bloodstream. All the toxins and stuff that are supposed to be going out of your body <clears throat> after your body has taken in all the nutrients that it needs. But it causes, well, with all the GMO foods we eat, all the chemicals that were introduced to, this stuff breaks down the lining of our digestive system by blocking or um, taking up um, I don't know what other adjectives I want to use there, but they chemicals that the body needs to perform certain functions, they either don't get to where they're going, they're blocked from being made, they're uh, so like cobalt, for instance. You need cobalt in your system in order to keep a lot of the, especially in the lining of the stomach, the cells of the lining of the stomach have to be kept together, you know. Otherwise, you don't get that nice little stomach that, you know, you can put your food in. Um, this is how ulcers and um, oh, oh, ulcers is all I can think of right at the moment. <laughs> um well, ulcers are, are caused by a bacteria, which bacteria, again, can also do damage. That H. pylori is a sneaky little critter. Um, it it destroys a lot, especially if it is in massive quantities. But cobalt helps keep the lining of the stomach together and other areas, even down in your intestines. So the cells don't pull apart and cause holes. Well, once those holes are made, anything that is traveling through can now leach out and leak into your bloodstream and get to the rest of your body, thereby causing diseases or diseases, I like to say. Um, Because now, you know, your body has done a wonderful job on taking all the nutrients out of your food and, and getting them through the rest of the body, getting rid of the waste. But the thing is, now you've got some damage in your intestines where this waste is leaking back out into your system. Now it's going back and destroying parts of your body. <clears throat> and it's going to attack the weakest link. If you have a weak liver, it's going to attack your liver. If you have a weak uh, heart, it's going to attack your heart. If you have a weak brain, you're going to, it's, you know, you're going to get like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. If you have weak kidneys, your kidneys, you know, might go. Um, if you have um, bad, you know, if you have a weak skin, you might get, you know, skin diseases. Um, all these things are, can definitely be caused 
by leaky gut. Um, and believe it or not, high blood pressure is not a disease itself. It's a symptom. It's a symptom telling you something isn't right. Well, instead of finding out what that issue is that's not right, causing you to have high blood pressure, they treat it like it's its own disease, and they they put a Band-Aid on it. They give you medicine to put your blood pressure down. Well, there's a reason your blood pressure goes up. It's trying to – your body knows what to do. It knows – it needs to get to every single cell of your body. And if there's a blockage somewhere, then it's got to push through that blockage and get to where it's supposed to go. Well, if you're and, – and, and in order to do that, it's got to force its way through there. Um, imagine you have a hose in your hand, you know how – you might have a hose without a little sprayer nozzle on it, and you want it to shoot out further. So you might put your thumb over the the opening of the hose, and that water will suddenly go faster and spray further. Well, it's the same principle. When you have that blockage, the the blood has to get to where it's going, so it's going to speed up, and it's going to be more forceful to get to where it needs to go. So instead of finding out what the problem is, why you've got high blood pressure and taking care of it, no, they give you pills to lower your blood pressure. Uh, to me, that doesn't make any sense because now your blood can't get to where it's supposed to go. <clears throat> and granted, if your blood pressure is high like that for too many years, it's going to cause problems because your body can't stay under that kind of pressure for, you know, forever. It has to have a relaxing point. I was watching this program the other day about the heart, and it was showing how it is pumping, you know, like we we take it for granted. We know it's there. We can feel it. We can even hear it sometimes. But we don't pay any attention to the fact that that little lub-dub going on in our chest, is the wonder of what it is doing is just totally amazing because it never stops. Um, it was saying that the, it <clears throat> it rests for like, a second with each beat. And imagine yourself walking, stopping for a second, walking some more, stopping for a second, walking and doing that for the rest of your life. Never laying down to go to sleep, never sitting down, never stopping. This is a tremendous organ <laughs> that we have. Um, I'm looking at the brain now, so <laughs> I, I, when when you look at this kind of stuff, the anatomy and physiology of the body, <clears throat> it is the 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 human body, and actually the bodies of of any animal. 
because the brain and hearts are doing the same thing for them. They're just structured a little differently or, you know, whatever. But for all intents and purposes, they're doing the same thing. They're sending out hormones. They're sending out signals to fly if it's a bird or to, you know, gallop if you're a horse or whatever. You know, it, it's there's involuntary movements. There's voluntary movements. You can tell, and your brain is doing all this stuff without you even really thinking about it. You know, you move your arm, but you're aware that it's bent or it's straight or something's pressing on it you don't like. Well, all of these functions, the heart and the brain working like this with the nervous system, the the circulatory system, your breathing, um, if any one of these systems get messed up, you've got problems. You know, if you if you uh if you're a smoker, uh, I smoked for a long time. Uh it was kind of ironic, but April 28th was four years for me to quit smoking, <laughs> but I realized that that's the day I had my stroke. And I'm going, dang, <laughs> how ironic is that? I quit smoking for four years and I get a stroke. Um, but I, but that stroke is more than just... Um, there, there's... I, I'm obviously not doing something right yet, okay? It was a big wake-up call for me. But all of these things going on in our body are caused from, well, I can't say all of them, but you could probably trace every one of them back somehow or another to leaky gut. Um, <clears throat> these toxins build up, um, so like blood clots, for instance, they, you know, if you do a lot of sitting and don't, you know, exercise your muscles, and I'm, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, cardio. I'm just talking about even getting up and walking around, you know, going, going to work, going shopping, going, you know, just cleaning house, whatever you, whatever it is that you got to do, you're. When each movement that you make, your muscles are pressing against the blood vessels, making the blood go. And if if you're not doing these things, if you're staying stationary and sitting in one spot all the time, you're going to create a place that the the blood vessels are constantly squished together and the blood doesn't flow very well. And it might cause a blood clot. Um, this, uh, along with you know overweight, high blood pressure, all kinds of different things can cause strokes. And and of course, there's you know your heart attacks too, <clears throat> which might be a disease of the heart, might be a blood clot. Who knows? You know, it depends on what, what's going on in your life, but. If you're not healthy, which a lot of this is attributed to leaky gut, um, these toxins get out into your body and they travel through your system. And instead of each cell getting the good nutrients from the blood supply, um, some of it might be, you know, maybe the oxygen is being choked out of it. 
and you, they, there's no oxygen exchange or whatever, you know, this can, you know, if these toxins are there and your body has, has become unhealthy, it can't get rid of these things. It's, <clears throat> it's, um, it, it knows what to do, but it can't because something is, has gone haywire. Something is not right in Dodge and it's got to figure out a way to compensate for all the bad things going on in your body right now. Um, What's wonderful about all this is that you can heal it, and you don't have to have drugs to do it. Now, I'm I'm not saying that the traditional medicine... Traditional medicine, we've probably in the <clears throat> in the United States of America, we probably have one of the best health. Um, I don't know, but before you say bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> we we have one of the the I, I'm I'm looking for the word I want to use, but. If you're in a car accident and you need immediate medical attention, we have one of the best trauma centers in the world. Um, we we are very good at immediate emergency help. We've saved a lot of lives doing that. It's this long-term crap that, that they can't seem to get out of. You know, I had my stroke, and they said, oh, you got to take cholesterol medicine. Bullshit. Everything in your body, every cell in your body needs cholesterol. Now, granted, you don't need a lot of bad cholesterol because there is a bad cholesterol. But more than likely, <clears throat> your good cholesterol overrides but there's there's more than one type of good cholesterol, and they only focus on one. And when they do that, they compare it to the bad cholesterol and say, "Oh, you know, your your good cholesterol needs to come up, your bad cholesterol needs to go down." When in in reality, you might have way more good cholesterol than there is bad cholesterol, and there's not going to be a problem. The problem is that they they keep lowering those numbers so that when you come in, oh man, your your cholesterol numbers are way high now. Now we need to put you on medication and there's our pill pushing doctors more than happy to write a prescription for us. So when I was in the hospital, the doctor comes in and he says, "I'm going to give you Cholesterol medicine. You have to be on cholesterol medicine now for the rest of your life. I said, you say? I said, no, I don't. He says, well, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. I said, I don't believe in that like you people do. I said, our body needs cholesterol. And my brain, if I cut off the cholesterol supply to my brain, I'm going to be in big shit. 
I'm sorry, excuse my language, but it just really ticked me off that now they've they see an out to give me um plus you know these statin drugs which are very very dangerous and very unhealthy um i found out that i could use <coughs> excuse me <coughs> um instead of taking a statin drug to raise your good cholesterol and lower your bad cholesterol um I take red yeast rice. And what that it, it's what that is is it pretty much does a lot of the same things the statin drug does, but your body recognizes it as a food and it knows how to process it and it works with it very well. I I do know that the statin drugs if you're on a statin drug you should be taking COQ10. How much? I don't know. I was just told this when I found out about the red yeast rice. Um, but if you're on a statin drug, look into taking COQ10. Um, this, you know, there's so many things our doctors don't don't tell us. More than likely because they don't know. I don't think any of them intentionally set out to harm us by you know prescribing these drugs to us but that's that's what they were taught they were taught to be taught to be drug pushers um they're there for the pharmacy the pharma the pharmacological uh, companies they're they're there to get these drugs out to us and I'm sorry, and anything that is in these drugs can be found in food, because after all, where did they get the stuff to make the drugs? They get it from the plants and and stuff out there that we can be eating instead. Now, there may be certain things that you know you might need to take short term as a little booster to help your body, you know, not work so hard at first. But anything that they tell you you have to be on for the rest of your life, you better look into it because it's not true. Once you heal your body of a certain thing, it should be able to be um, able to take care of things. It's a wonderful machine. Um when they say the the human body is a is a beautiful thing, I don't look at it as you know when you look at the body i I look at it as how how it's working all the minute things that take place in a less than a split second you know um just one example is when we go to sleep at night. Our brain sends out a chemical, and it is, like, immediate. Um, when you fall asleep, this chemical goes out to your, every inch of your body to paralyze you. So that you can't get up and walk, so that you can't get up and fall out of bed, you know, all these things. If you're tossing and turning, the <clears throat> the brain has drawn back this chemical which I think is is totally amazing 
that it can put this chemical out there to paralyze you, and when you wake up in the morning to be able to move, it draws it back that quick. It brings that chemical back out of your body. And I'm going, wow. (laughs) To be that quick to for your body to be working in such a way that everything is working perfectly. Because if it didn't do that, you'd wake up in the morning, you wouldn't be able to move until the chemical got back. I I imagine it goes back up to the brain. I don't know. It gets out of your, your system peripherally so you can move an arm, move a leg, sit up, stand up, all of these things, you know, the the body is completely paralyzed, and then suddenly you're not. I just find that totally fantastic and amazing. And the body can do that, you know, that's just one thing that it can do. You know, it, it's sending out all kinds of hormones and, and everything to make sure everything is working just perfectly. And when we when these toxins get out into our body, it destroys these systems. It it harms them. And so it, it's really hard to say which system is more important. Is the circulatory system the most important to get in the blood to everything? Is the brain the most important? The operating, every, you know, it's the computer of the body. Um is is the gut from the time you know the whole area from the time food goes into the body and comes out that whole digestive system is it more important well it may not be the most important for life and i won't delve too much into this the because we can live without food believe it or not we can we have not been programmed to do that, but we, as long as it's the nutrients we need, not the food, it's the nutrients we need. And we can glean those out of the air, but I won't get into that right now. Um, our body needs these nutrients to, it's, it's like, um, it's like you need oxygen. Actually, our bodies go work off of the pre, per, Precept, I guess, I don't know if that's the word I want to use, that it's not oxygen that you need. It's carbon dioxide that you have to get rid of. That's what makes you breathe. It's not that you need to take in oxygen. It's that you need to get rid of carbon dioxide. So, because if the buildup of carbon dioxide gets too much, well, you we know what happens happens you you start to suffocate um because carbon dioxide is a waste product of biological things happening in your body and so it has to get rid of this and it and it's done through the lungs now if you have lung cancer or emphysema this exchanging of the gases is very difficult and you you need um, to be able to find that's why you'll see people on oxygen because 
you have to have the oxygen to help to to pair up um, with the carbon atoms to get rid of it as CO2. Uh, you have to have that extra oxygen molecule in there to become carbon dioxide and, and carry this on out. So people are having this problem with the exchange of gases, so they're not getting rid of the carbon dioxide the way they should be, and they're they're literally suffocating, slowly but suffocating. And these are the things that happen when toxins are in our body. Uh, um, diabetes. Diabetes is mostly a food, food-borne illness, which um, you eat the right foods, you're going to get better. Um, now, diabetes 1, I'm, I'm not exactly sure with that one because that one is not usually caused by the foods you eat. Diabetes 2 is. It's all the food that you eat. And um, I can't even can't even tell you on the diabetes thing. Um, well, it makes you gain weight. Um, you can't exercise. You're, you're triglycerides go way up. Um, you know, there's just all kinds of bad things that go on. And a lot of it is through the, this GMO food that we're eating. Uh, the MSG. These things, you know, the MSG makes these bad foods taste good and so we eat more of them. We get a craving for these things. And the more of this stuff we put in, the more we destroy our gut. And it's the glyphosate that they've got in these GMOs and all the chemicals. One one of the things that it does is it stops tryptoline in our body. And tryptoline, it either helps transport or helps produce. I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Cobalt. I mentioned cobalt before. It's needed in the stomach lining to keep the the stomach together. Well, if you don't have the cobalt, your stomach starts falling apart. Um, that's originally where I thought leaky gut started, and it might. Uh, I think you're more likely to get uh, overrun by the H. pylori bacteria and causing ulcers, <clears throat> which is not a good thing either, but actually leaky gut, uh, where the most damage is done from leaky gut is in your intestines, because that that is where the waste is ready to go outside the body, and it's not all leaving, it's leaking out, because there are little holes in your intestines, and now this stuff, which there are not supposed to be holes in your intestines, by the way. Um, but now the toxins are are leaking out. It's just like if you had a, um, oh, say a balloon. Oh, you have a water balloon. And you're playing around with it, and somebody then decides to prick just a little hole in it. 
Well, now the water's going to leak out of that hole. Small as it may be, water's going to leak out of it. Pretty soon it's going to be empty. Well, imagine your intestines having all these little holes all over it and all this stuff leaking out into your blood bloodstream now. And your your blood being what it what it is, going to every single part of your body, it's carrying these toxins with it. I mean, it's trying its best to get rid of the toxins. That's why we don't feel sick right at first, you know, because it's it, it's going along as oh, you know, you got your little white blood cells gobbling things up, and you know, it's it your blood's trying desperately to. Um, attack and and protect but eventually it gets overwhelmed pretty soon there's just too much of it they it doesn't know what to do with it it it, there's more of it than there is of them and then that is when you become sick the good thing the good news is that this can be cured yes i said cured Every disease in your body can be cured. Cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, kidney failure, um, uh, liver damage, uh, you name it. Thyroid issues. Everything can be cured. Um, But one, it takes dedication to do it and Patty's a good example of, of, you know, trying to heal her liver. Um, you have to be dedicated to stay on track with it. Because let me tell you, it's hard. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. It is downright just hard to do. And if you can't stick with it, then... You're going to lose on it somewhere. You're going to go back to what you were doing or, you know, something. Now, I will say, you know, there's some damage that winds up happening. But if it gets to that point, it is definitely much more challenging to fix it. And most doctors will say, no, you can't. You know, like if you if you lose a leg... They're going to say, well, you're just going to have to either have a, a prosthetic or, you know, be without a leg. Well, our bodies literally can grow a new leg, but we have not been programmed to think that way. So we don't even try to grow a new leg. Um we can grow new teeth. We can we can we can grow new body parts. Just you know, we have the capability, but we have not been told and programmed and raised to believe we we have this power. Why would we? Uh, you know, where would the drug companies be if if you know we weren't taking their drugs to make us quote better unquote. These drugs cause more problems than anything. Let let thy medicine, or let thy food be their medicine. Um, after all, like I said, they get 
they make their drugs out of the things, out of plants and everything that we can eat. And if we can eat it, you know, if you can get your vitamin K, which is a natural blood thinner, out of eating green leafy vegetables, why in the hell would you want to take rat poison? Right. Which is Coumadin or heparin. Uh, no, those are those are drugs that they've made that we you can take to thin your blood so you don't get blood clots. Well, just eat a salad once or twice a day. You know, you don't. There's other things too that have vitamin K in it, uh, but if the if it's green, you know, like your broccolis and your spinach and your lettuces, you know, all this stuff that's green has vitamin K in it. And there's there's more things too. I I don't know them off all off the top of my head. You could probably look it up online, you know, vitamin K, foods that contain um <clears throat> and find out what kind of food you can eat and have a nat- you know, eat eat your blood thinner. But it's a natural thing that you're eating and the body knows how to th- Oh, this is food. I know what to do with this. But this rat poison <laughs> coming in here. What the hell do I do with that? You know? Oh, you know, I, I, it boggles my mind that they think that this is a good thing to put in your body. It's just like with the, um, uh, what is it? The amalgams that have the mercury in it. Now, mercury is a hazardous material. You know, if it's spilled on your floor, they call hazmat, and with all these full-body suits, they can't breathe it or or touch it to clean it up. But, hey, it's okay to put it in your mouth. In your shots. And in your shots, um, you know, these uh, immunizations... You know, way, 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 way back, a long time ago, I, I think there there were good um, reasons to have immunizations. and But back then, they weren't putting aluminum and mercury and all kinds of stuff in them. If, if you can't see your way past, you know, from getting an immunization now, at least do not get the combination. Get the ones that are single dose because apparently they're not putting this stuff in the single dose. I don't know why. I don't know if they're thinking, well, people are going to be asking for the single. Why don't we put it in those two? I don't know what's going on there. It probably eventually will be there. But when you when you can, it makes me stop and think what they're really trying to do when you can walk in. A grocery store, a department store, um, and before you walk out to pay for your um, groceries, you can stop and get a flu shot. Come on, people. That's a no-brainer. If they're wanting the flu shot out there that badly that you can get it anywhere you go, I mean, who knows? The next thing you'll be able to do, you'll be able to stop and get gas and a flu shot too. You know, 
free, free <laughs> you know, but, shop, but, but fill but, up of gas. You know? <laughs> but most of us are so trusting. I mean, not me, but most Americans are so trusting that how wonderful that our government wants to make sure we don't get the flu. You know, they well, twist around the thinking of people. Well, that's because we were we have been so programmed mm-hmm. that it's it's we we are not taught that we can heal ourselves. We are not taught people are not looking for this stuff. They you know, the government has created the problem so that they can rush in and, and, and save the day. Look at how many people still believe like the Boston bombing was real. That 9/11 was real, you know. Well, it was real in the sense of all the lives that got lost. But who did it? It was. Hey. It, <laughs> something funny came out about that yesterday. That um, the um, the explosive used in it was supposed to be fake, but because something happened with the fake explosive, uh, they used the real explosive. That. It's where Pullet came when they said Pullet when they took him down, and I believe that I really do because I've been around explosives. So it's just, but there's so much going on now that I'm, you know, I'm gonna eat good food that I'm growing now, and I've got to get my weight back up, and I'm doing a lot better now. You know, but so much damage is done to my body already that it's a miracle that I've I've gone this far and I'm doing the best I can do. You know, but as far well, as curing everything that's already done, um, there are things wrong with me that just can't be cured. You know. Well, it, well I, I, and I, I don't know everything that's wrong with you, Patty, but if there hasn't been physical damage, like things cut out or, you know, like I said, even even if we lost a leg, we can grow it back. But to, to have the internal knowledge, which we have it, we just don't know how to tap into it. Well, but we can, we can heal that. everything. But, but how do I know. you use it when the, when the atmosphere is poison, when the water is poison? All of this stuff is not going to work until we clean up everything that's wrong so that our bodies can process. Like you well, said, it doesn't do any good to to heal something and then go back to eating rotten food again, right? Well, well that, that's, that's, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But the thing is, if you have the mindset that you're not going to let those things bother you anymore because you're, if you get on the road to being healthy and you figure out how to clean your gut up, so that the foods that you do eat are actually healing you now, your body knows what to do with this other stuff. Um, it, it's when it, it when the when the scales are tipped in the opposite direction for the bad overweighing the good. That is when you can't. It, it's you know I don't want to say you can't, but the the energy it takes to overcome that is tremendous and for the most part a lot of a lot of physical damage gets done that can't be reversed and what you know i I would imagine there probably could be some things that would uh, definitely can't be fixed 
and this is going to be some kind of physical damage. Um, yeah, if it's like a back, if you break a bone or something, it'll heal. Well, you, you can you can heal that. You know, mm-hmm. there's um, you know, like if for some reason you have to, um, you know, even like even like with your liver, if you have part of it cut out, you, your body will do just fine because it can survive on a partial liver. If you have to lose a kidney, you've got one kidney left. Your body can survive wonderfully on one kidney. The nature and the body evolution has done this because certain organs need to be present um, in order for life to happen. So I don't know why I keep forgetting that it only takes six weeks for your liver to regenerate. That's the part you need to remember. You know, no matter what's wrong. I have hepatitis C and cirrhosis. And it's, um, but yet I'm healthier now than I've ever been. I don't feel like I have cancer or anything until I go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they remind you how sick you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> but but just know that you can heal yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Look, well, start looking up things that, you know, I, how do you get rid of um, hepatitis C? Now, they'll tell you that you can't get rid of it, but I'll bet you any money there's probably some kind of cure out there where you can get rid of it. It's all about stem cells. It is all about stem cells, I'm pretty sure. Because I've seen um, a lady that had stem cells done to her 20 years ago, before it was even done. Just because her husband worked for Boeing, she was able to have it done, and it cured her cancer. And everything I've been finding out about how we could use stem cells, our own stem cells, you know, and that's why that, you know, that's what we need to pay attention to is, and a baby's stem cell, when it's growing in the mommy, those stem cells are the mommy's stem cells, too. It's just... I've been really looking at stem cell research lately. It's really interesting. Well, the thing about stem cells is each one of those cells is a perfect, um, I don't know if I want to say copy. depiction or not, a copy mm-hmm. of, I don't even know if it's a copy. It's more, more, um, it's it's its own entire little thing, but of every that one cell can become anything in the body. Right. Your brain they... says, "Okay, you're gonna be a heart cell," so it's gonna go and it it becomes a heart cell. At that point, it can't become anything else. It becomes a heart cell, or it becomes a liver cell, or a kidney cell, a blood cell, whatever. But each one of those stem cells has the mapping for to be anything it wants to be or can be. And it can go it, in and take out the ones that aren't what they're supposed to be. I've been watching it on the, in videos and stuff, and it's just fascinating. And we're, we're, we're doing it in outer space. We're doing it in secret labs. We're able to do this. You know, there has to be certain conditions. I just wish <laughs> I, I was born 50 years too early. But I'll be back, you know. And I'm going to work as hard as I can to stay as live as I can until 
in because I'm sure the spaceship well, will be here tomorrow. Well, as, as long <laughs> as you keep as long as you keep saying you'll you'll stay alive until the end, there will be an end. Quit saying that, you know. You can we we are I want to cast off this body. <laughs> I but don't you think can we're capable it. of keeping our bodies for more than about 150 years at this point in time. In another 10 years, we're, heck, we may be well, able the to thing live to is, be 200. We are capable of, of keeping it alive for as long as we want. It's knowing how to do it. Right. We're, we have not been trained, have not been programmed to tap into that information, which we... It, right now, it's just buried. Doctors so don't even don't know. know. You know, we don't even know where it is to find it. Well, doctors, doctors don't know because when they go to medical school, that's not what they're taught. They're not taught to heal. They're taught to prescribe drugs. They learn what every single drug does, how it affects right. the body, what disease needs what type of drug. That's what they're taught. They they will write a prescription for anything that you have. But they don't... It, I, I swear that if doctors were paid only when you are healthy, you'd see a lot more doctors making you healthy. Mm-hmm. That right. they, would be, they would be starting to learn a little bit more about what you know, how to heal you rather than just what drug can I prescribe for you. That's you know, very that's Asian. I, in, in Asia, they fire their doctor if they get sick. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we need to do here. I'm sick. You're not making me well. You yep. will get I'm not, no money. I'm, I'm not going to pay you. Yep. Thing is, our doctor's here wouldn't know how to make you healthy because the only way they know how to how to treat is through prescription drugs. And that's why getting a functional medicine doctor is much better um than the the traditional doctors because the functional medicine they will use what are the good parts out of traditional medicine but they they use nutrition and, you know, the natural ways of healing to heal a body. They they don't immediately go to the drugs, but there are some things. Like I said, we we have the best emergency care in the world. You know, they can save a life like you wouldn't believe uh, on an emergency basis. But the problem is they have a tendency to extend it for the rest of your life, <laughs> you know, right. they don't they don't look at it like, okay, we're gonna put you on this drug right now to get you healed, but then we'll get you weaned off of it so you don't you're not on it for the rest of your life. No, they say you're gonna be on this for the rest of your life, and you're gonna take six other ones to counteract what's going on with the other ones you're taking. Right. Well, so they, they, they don't they don't tell you that. No. It's just that you start taking these drugs and then you got another problem arising and you walk in there and they say, oh, okay, well, here, take this drug for that. 
They don't say, oh, well, you got that because you're taking that drug. Hell no, they're not going to tell you that. They don't want you to know that what they're prescribing to you is making you sick. You know, this is consciousness, and we're waking up before our doctors. How funny this is. Doctors are so stubborn. You know? No, that's Uh money. You've got to keep getting back to the money of it. All of what you're talking about is absolutely true. And what we have been taught is the fact that anything the doctor said is Bible. Anything you think is detrimental because every one of the boards of these medical schools have been seated with the uh, fraudulent uh, monies of the, of both, um, what do you call it, um, um, The Rockefellers and the rest of them because they've wanted to control the medical schools. Because they control the medical schools, they are actually able to put out anything and everything they want for their betterment. Do you realize that the actual taking down of the Twin Towers was because it was so full of asbestos for them to take, uh, to do any repairs. We did it in our building in uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. To do that repair would cost billions, if not trillions of dollars for the 108 floors in two towers. It was far cheaper to implode that building and take it down the way they did. And the wonderful guy who was so magnanimous in being able to have purchased it just before this calamity happened. And insure it. And insure it to its guilt was definitely a lifesaver. I mean, give me a break, will you? It was purposely done. The building died, and so did all the people that are living in New York because they were hit with all that. And and uh, that the repercussions of all that stuff hitting the people. It's not being talked about how many people are dying in the aftermath of breathing all that all toxic waste. All of them. Yep, yep, yep. You're absolutely right. And so what what Arthur is talking about, and I've got a book called Bone Broth Diet, and it's it's talking about uh, lose up to 15 pounds or 4 inches in your wrinkles, but it also deals with the diabetes. That's why bone broth is so good. Bone broth deals with the diabetes, deals with the Alzheimer's, deals with many, many of the other things because you're getting straight um, nutritional value. And um, this is why I'm so glad, Orphan, you're doing such an excellent job mm-hmm. because so much of what we have today is the lie on the line that says we can't do it, and you're so emphasizing that, and that is what we have to be knowledgeable about. The knowledge well, that we can hear ourselves. Go ahead, kid. Well, well, the the sad part about all this is 
we we want to trust our doctors. We want to, you know, we're looking for answers. We're we're sick. We don't feel good. We want to know what we can do to fix ourselves. I don't I don't like to villainize the doctors because they're they're people too. They're they're sick too. They don't know what to do to themselves either. Um, but but the the thing that gets me is you know we look up to these people as some kind of a god, but yet who's working for who? Who's getting paid? They're getting paid. They work for us, and we are you know we can fire them. We can say hey. You're not doing your job of keeping me healthy. You're out of here. I'm out of here. But we don't have the nerve. We don't have the nerve to do that because the scale there has been tipped. And even though they're the ones getting paid, for some reason, we can't question them, or we we feel like we can't. They're starting to get to the point where they're saying, "Be part of your own treatment." At least my doctors are saying, you are so wonderful to do this for us because you can't even tell you had a stroke. And it's only been a couple of months, hasn't it? No, a month. A month? A month. Oh, my God. You know, some Um, people would still be in the hospital. Yeah, well, I I will... um, Say I did not have a bad stroke. I never was paralyzed. I didn't lose my speech totally. I it was a very very mild thing, which was to me a wake up call and two a learning lesson. Yeah. But I I I'll 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 guarantee you this. I'm, I could just about stake my my life on this, and that's in a good way, but. Um, if I had not been doing all the things that I'm, I've been doing for the past seven years mm-hmm. of trying to be healthy, eating healthy, doing the things that I should be doing, it probably wouldn't have turned out that way. If I, if I had kept eating all the food, if I had been eating all the foods I normally did seven years ago, you know, like I was seven years ago. I probably would not have come out of this as good. But I have been working on this for so long, trying to, you know... Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, because I, I, I tell you, this is a hard journey. It's hard to not eat the good food, you know, the fun foods, you you know, as Wonder Ann can attest to our nice... Oh, delicious ...big bowl of chocolate, <laughs> chocolate ice cream, you know. Um, <laughs> Don't say well, that. I'm not even well, going for that anymore. No, well, well, the thing is, I I don't live that way. I don't, you know that that's not my normal lifestyle. But the thing is, I do, you know, let myself have a treat every now and then. And and Wonder being here was a treat for me. So I was, you know, okay, let's go out and have a treat. You know, yep. we. We, you know, I bought a quart of ice cream and we had some chocolate ice cream and wonderful ice cream it was too. Um, you know, and, and we almost you know, went to bed without it though, so we had to man, we would have had to have gotten up and eaten our ice cream. Um, you know, 
but, you know, I, for me, I've got the, what they call a stressed gut. There's, there are five different kinds of gut types. And you're getting your leaky gut. It's going to pretty much depend on one of those five gut types. What are they? How, okay, what are they? Mine, mine, mine is stressed gut. Okay. Uh-huh. There's candida gut. Okay. There's immune gut. There's toxic gut. And there's gastric gut. Now, gastric gut I haven't heard too much about. I, I haven't gone in and read off of all of them. I just found out which one mine is. And, yeah, I am... I I didn't think I was stressed out, but I am. I'm I'm stressed out internally, not mentally. Mentally, I I feel fine, but all the other stuff going on, my you know my my pain, my you know blah 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 blah. That's <laughs> causing stress on my physical body, and that's mostly where I'm getting my stress. Now I do have some in-laws that are, you know, attached to that, and they're causing <laughs> the other kind of stress. But you know, stress is is a big one. Uh, candida gut is a, another big one. Um, immune gut, you know, that's where your immune system has been compromised, and it's it's yeah. not 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 um, you know, each one of these gut types there's a different attack strategy. You know how you know what what foods are going to be good. Like one of the healing or a couple of the healing herbs for stress gut is turmeric and um, thyme, thyme and basil. You know, so when I cook my foods, I try to incorporate those all the time. And so it's just doing things like that that. You know, I'll put those in my bone broth. I'll put, you know, I'll put them in my veggie, my veggies that I cook. Now, for me, eating cold things and raw things is not a good thing for my gut. Now, I can take raw vegetables and I can heat them. Of course, I have a tendency to cook them, but um, I try not to, you know, overcook them. I used to overcook vegetables or whatever. I think it was mush. I never could figure out why I was doing that, but um, since That's then I've we learned, learned a little bit more about, you know, not, you know, killing my food, um, but just because it's warmed and cooked a little bit doesn't mean it's not raw, okay? You can have raw vegetables and still have them, you know, like doing a, a light steaming to where they're just soft enough to where where they're, you know, you can eat them, but they're still kind of crunchy enough where they're still firm, you know, um, is just fine. And you can still be considered eating raw vegetables, but I, I am not supposed to eat, you know, a lot of cold stuff. It's not conducive to healing the stressed gut. Um, the immune gut, they say that you should start with healing the immune, you know, doing the immune gut protocol first because all this stuff that's going on with all of us is, pro- is definitely, you know, you, you want to get your immune system strong. And um, this is, you know, most of us 
that that's why you can't heal yourself because your immune system is so overwhelmed it, it can't take care of all this stuff. So you got to get your immune system strong. Now I've been working on eating a lot. Of, when I was looking at the healing foods and, and everything for these, you know, this <clears throat> um, he, a leaky gut protocol, it was amazing how many things I was already eating. And mm-hmm. I've been eating it for years. But there's certain, you know, I, I didn't know about the bone broth. And, you know, there's there's other things I've been, you know, coming about. Uh-huh. One, one, one of the things that, just a minute, one of the things that I learned when I had this stroke, it was even though I've been eating all these things and, do, and quit smoking, I quit drinking coffee, I quit drinking, I quit doing a lot of things. I ch- totally changed my lifestyle, 180 degrees. But, the one thing that kept uh, a few things in my life that I couldn't <laughs> seem to get rid of, like trying to lose this <clears throat> weight that I have, bring my blood pressure down, um, fix my thyroid, which I think there's problems with it, but I, you know, of course, the doctors really can't tell. Um, just these things is my lack of sleep. And I never really realized how important the sleep is to healing. You know, that's where we do do our healing is in our sleep. And if you're tossing and turning all night, you're not sleeping. You should, when you go to sleep at night, you should stay in one spot and not move till you wake up the next morning. And here I'm, you know, every hour and a half, I'm getting up and going to the bathroom and I'm, you know, changing sides, you know, it's like being on a rotisserie. Um, you know, it's so I learned that I need to figure out what's going on with my sleep, and I do have sleep apnea, and I'm getting ready to be fitted for one of those. I'm not the full face mask. I now found out they've got like cannula type that um, is very. In fact, I've actually even tried it. My I can't wait to get this because if it is going to improve my sleep, good. If it is going to help me get the kind of sleep that I need to heal because I wake up every morning and I feel like I haven't been to bed. You shouldn't feel like that when you wake up. If you are, you've, you are not getting the sleep you need. And this is one thing. I mean, I, I knew it, but I didn't want to really delve into it. I, but the me having this stroke really, you know, it was like, like I said, it was a wake-up call, and it was like they said, "Okay, fine. We'll you, you haven't quite gotten it. We'll hand it to you on a platter. Here, have a stroke and, <laughs> and figure out what it is why you had the stroke." God. And it's it's my sleep. I know it is, and I think once I get start getting good sleep, I'll I'll heal not overnight, but I will certainly have a big boost. Oh, and I know that helps because I sleep good most every night. Sometimes only six or seven hours, but when I do get eight hours sleep or nine, I feel so much better. I have also found something else that I didn't know, in it, and this might surprise you guys. This is, I want to read this to you. It aids in weight loss, stimulates bone growth and repair, help prevent Alzheimer's disease, 
stimulates production of red blood cells, reduces risk of cardiovascular disease, prevents cancer and macular degeneration. And this is rhubarb. Rhubarb is a vegetable. It is uh, 30% vitamin K, 13% vitamin C, 2% vitamin A, 2% folate, minerals, magnesium, calcium, potassium, and magnesium. Oh, magnesium, 10. Magne, manganese, and magnesium. Anyway, I have been using rhubarb, and that's probably why I'm feeling so much better. And it's on right now, and so are my raspberries. So, you know, yeah, just it's, don't put it amazing. on a cake. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing what, you know, just eating the good fruits and vegetables will do. You know. And um, I feel like a pioneer if, if, when I'm eating rhubarb. I really do. If if you can't eat, you know, well, the sugar is a big part of our problems. Right. Um even though you might be eating fruit, you know, you, you if you're eating too much of the sweet fruits, um, you're still getting a lot of sugar. And if you're battling candida, that's a bad thing to be eating. You know, wait until you've got rid of the candida, then go back to eating your sweet fruits. And when I say sweet, I'm talking, you know, tomatoes, avocados, squashes, anything that has a seed in it is a fruit. So there's a lot of non-sweet fruits oh. out there that we can eat, but most of us associate, you know, strawberries, blueberries, grapes, you know, all those things which are are wonderful, have wonderful things to them. Believe me, but maybe you you know you can get the benefits of those out of supplements. Like if you want, you know, well, grapes and blueberries have wonderful healing attributes and you can get it from the the grapes resveratrol and from the blueberries um to uh, terastilabine um those two taken together the terastilabine from the blueberries really um amplifies the benefits of the resveratrol wow. so you know, you can find the things in supplements if you if you shouldn't be eating sweets at the moment. You know, if you're trying to get rid of candida, find find the a supplement that gives you the benefit of that fruit without taking the fruit. Um, and until you know, you, yeah. I know right now that candida is leaving my body because it's announcing itself as it leaves. <laughs> you know, and and it's uh, this is kind of icky to talk about, but I'm having yeast infections. You know, I, it's like a yeast infection, but I feel it's uh, all the yeast coming out of my body right now. Well, you know? a yeast infection tell, tells you that you do have candida. Yeah. Uh, now I'm taking all this stuff and, to get rid of it, and it's it's going with a mighty flare. <laughs> it's going, I don't want to leave your body, but I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, and and you can uh, a simple way to look uh, you know, tell if you've got candida if you're not attuned to listening to your body telling you that you've got it is 
after you've brushed your teeth, look at your tongue. I don't have your any tongue. Teeth. If, if if you if you look at your tongue after you've washed it, and there is a real, I mean, a definite white coating there, mm-hmm. you've got candida. Yeah. Your tongue, you sh- your tongue should have a a very slight coating, not much. You should be able to see the pink of your tongue through it. It shouldn't be red, but a, just a nice, healthy pink and just a slight little bit of a coating on top of it. Um, if your tongue looks like that, then you probably do have, you know, candida is a normal flora in our bodies. When it becomes bad for us is when it's an overgrowth. Mm-hmm. When the the good bacteria is no longer larger than the bad bacteria. When the bad bacteria gets overgrown, then you've got the the bad candida going on in you. <clears throat> and it you know, if you've got toenail or fingernail fungus, if you've got yeast infections, if you've got any of this kind of stuff it means that you've got candida. Um, bad candida. Bad. Bad candida. Bad candida. <laughs> it's not the right kind um, of candy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, but, you, but you're right, Patty. Usually when we're trying to get rid of this stuff, um, it's going to announce, you know, this huge die-off type thing, getting getting rid of it going to come out it's going to come out in your skin it could you know depending like i said your weakest link is where it's going to make itself known you know the you know i i know when i'm detoxing a lot of it comes out of my skin mm-hmm. and i think that's what what that weird rash was that i still have you know get red splotches every now and then you know in particular spot of your body arm, my whole arms will turn red or what? Do what? Is it just one part of your body, or is it? Does it show up in just one particular spot? I have a spot well, on my it, back where it'll come out on my it bottom. Went, it went all over my body, oh. but it, the way it came out was very, very strange, and I'd I'd like to find out why it did that, and I think it would probably have something to do with how my body, you know, where the first areas for it to detox would be. Because the first place I noticed this rash in spots, and I looked like I had the measles, mm-hmm. but it was all spots all over the, um, first of all, my, my neck and my chest. And I'm going, what in the hell is that? And then I noticed it went down the rest of my, the trunk of my body. And I'm going, this is really weird. And then it went down both upper arms. Then it went down my thighs. Then it went down the lower part of my arms and my hands. Then it went down my calves and my feet. Wow. And I'm thinking, and and as it was finally going down the calves of my of my legs and down to my feet, the upper part where my neck and my chest were, now they now it wasn't spots anymore. It was the spots had like melded together and it was one big red area. 
and 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 then and so where the spots were in each one of those areas, you know, because like it was both of my upper arms, both of my thighs, both of my lower arms, both of my calves. It was at the same time that they were doing this. I'm going, it didn't hurt, it didn't itch, it didn't sting, nothing. But it was the weirdest looking thing you ever saw. And as, you know, it was like this progression, it came out with the spots, and then the spots, you know, melded together, made the red patch, and then it faded away. And you would just, if you were standing back looking at me as this was happening, You'd see the spots move from my neck, down my trunk, down my arms, down my thighs. Down You're a shapeshifter. And, and, <laughs> and, then, and then you would see the red patch do the same thing. It was following the same pattern, clear on down, and then it would fade the same way. And it was like, this is so bizarre. I can't believe what, you know, what, this, is, what this is, but... I was detoxing at the time. It's a soap bizarre. You said it's a soap bizarre. I believe that's exactly what it is. A soap bizarre? (laughs) Yeah, soap. We need soap. I know I do. It it wasn't soap that I said. I said soap bizarre. But, yeah, I probably... No, I got it. You are so on point with the candida, though, but I love what you're talking about. But I yeah, well, you're just, young. You haven't I, had it like this yet. <laughs> I, I, have, oh, oh, I, got I, I had just finished doing a kidney cleanse at the time. And my kidneys are my weakest link. Um, I have to always be right on top of watching them and keeping them, you know, cleansed out. And for me to do this kidney cleanse and then all of this come out through my skin, I'm going, that's the only thing I can attribute it to. And now as I'm doing other detoxing, I, I just get the red rash now. I don't get the spots that, you know, migrate. I I just get the red rashes now and I'm thinking, okay, I'm still doing detoxing. I mean, that that's, uh, I almost look at that like as my signal now that I'm still detoxing. <clears throat> but it's it's so weird. Did you say you have kidney problems too? I had a kidney yeah, infection way back in 1971, I believe it was. I was in the hospital for a week with it. It was right after I was out of high school. And ever since then, I've had, you know, I can tell when I can feel a kidney infection coming on. And I'll just drink tons of water, flush it out, and I'm fine. But there just when I did this kidney cleanse I was drinking a lot of water but it wasn't flushing it out it wasn't going away and I couldn't I thought okay I need to do something now or I'm going to be in the back in the hospital with this so that was when I did the kidney cleanse and it just I I I have to attribute it that kidney cleanse you know I was really knocking something out um, and it was making itself known through my through my skin, but it it had to have, I it was the bizarrest way that it came out that I I'm going man it has to be has to have something to do with you know the the way things are running through the body 
because like I said, it, it came out in, in sections of my body. But if I had, you know, like two arms or two legs, it was at the same time, the same area. Where yeah, that's happened weird. Time. It is weird. And each and person I, is a little bit different, so that's why well, yeah, I can ask a question. Yeah. And this is kind of but, personal. Uh, you don't you don't have to answer the question, but uh, I was wondering if you were sexually active during this time period where you were discovering all these ailments, right, in your body. Honey, I haven't been sexually active since... <laughs> For seven years now, you know, I mean, <laughs> give me a break. My, I haven't, you know, been anywhere for, you know, since my husband passed away. So, no. I think you're back in the spirit into world with your husband when you're sleeping, but you don't remember uh, that. <laughs> Maybe you are in the spirit world with your husband when you're sleeping, but we don't remember oh, all that. <laughs> I, I, have, I have contact with him that way. I've seen him. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. oh, lovely. There was there was one time I sat and bawled for five hours talking to him. Wow. Yeah, we, we had a long conversation. <laughs> the reason why I asked the question is because I, yeah. I, I I'm sorry to interrupt was because um you know I only got a little bit of time here without noise, but um, yeah. Go ahead. I thought that the you know like that would be kind of beneficial to to you to experience you know. <laughs> Yourself, yourself, your body's creative potential. Especially, I mean, we talk about orgasm as if it's something um, taboo, you know, but it really is a healthy thing. And so I think it's important, you know, to to make that connection with yourself, you know. But um, I'm mentioning that because I mentioned that you were not sexually active for seven years and experiencing these types of things as well. I mean, isn't the creative energy the sexual energy? Well, when 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 you asked me if I was sexually active, I thought you were talking about being with a man. No, I haven't been with a man since years. But other other things, uh, it, it's a human bodily function. It's a oh heck! Function. In 1950, they came so, out with a vacuum cleaner that had a tool on it for that little special extra for the housewife that needed that extra special little tool. Okay. We're not going. We're not going there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know, no, I'm I'm not sexually frustrated. Let's put it that way. But you know, I don't think it has anything to do with that because I'm I'm fully in tune with my body. <laughs> um, and my my stress comes from the other things in my life that cause my gut to just suddenly tighten up and, you know, feel like you just got punched in the stomach. And those are the things that I didn't realize I was stressed. You know, when people say, are you stressed? I said, oh, no, I'm fine. But mentally, I may have been. But physically, I'm not stress-free. And that is what's caused my leaky gut. And so that is what you know, because now that I'm I'm aware of that, I now can tell when the stress seems to be flaring up in my gut, and I and I calm and soothe it. 
um, and Wonder has helped in such a way with that that I, you know, it, it's wonderful. Um, it's been a real helpful tool to use these Gons pads. Um, but uh, but the the um, bone broth really does. I mean, when if if you can just imagine yourself sitting there with a nice cup of hot broth, not so hot that you can't drink it, but it's just at the right temperature for you to just take a nice nice big gulp and just feel it going down your esophagus and clear down to your stomach and just imagine it healing everything. It feels so good. And there are times when I, you know, it's, it's felt so good that, okay, I need a second cup. <laughs> and I'll go and get me a second cup. You listen to your body. You listen to what it's telling you and you listen to what your you need to do because it will tell you but you have to be in tune with it you have to know what it's telling you and you then you have to listen to it and do what it's telling you um i can't tell you how many times you know it would tell me to do something i wouldn't do it and later on i'd find out i was sorry i didn't do it can i ask you a question how many of these ailments are attributed, do you think, to the thinking that you are separate from your body? A lot of people grow up in life like I did, brainwashed, believing myself, I'm separate from my body, and many people still do. Um, and well, and do, you, do you think that plays a part in, because you're kind of fracturing your identity? Did that play a part in your experience there? Because I know that I'm 41 years old. You can call that young if you want. But I don't think it's that young. And You're I just a puppy. You know, there's a lot of people. But there's a lot of people that are younger than me that have experienced way more, you know, sickness and death and destruction in their lives. Why am I so so lucky? You see what I mean? I don't get it. It's because you because you've changed your thinking. And I, before I started learning all this stuff, maybe. But I was still in in tune with myself. Although I did have the belief system, you know, that it was kind of separate. But I'm not, I don't think that way anymore. I know that, you know, I, I think a big part of a lot of people's problem is they don't think that they can heal themselves. They rely on other uh, outside sources of themselves to heal, like the whole Jesus thing, you know, the whole God thing. No one's going to come and save you. You save yourself. I'm sorry, but Jesus is not coming around that corner and saying, okay, get on the bandwagon. Um, I'm here, and if you miss it, it's your own fault. No, no <laughs> one's going to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously, no one's coming around I keep around looking that every corner. morning to see if Jesus is standing out there in front of my window. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's not. Hey, there's always a Jesus outside my window. <laughs> I live and in if a, he I live is, I know that I'm dead, and I'll have to go wake up Bruce and tell him I'm dead, and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, to, actually, I think what it is, and I did hear this one time, and I'm thinking, you know, that makes perfect sense, that the second coming of Jesus is inside you. That's right. You are your second coming, I, you know, and, and there are so many people that are waiting for Jesus to come and save them that they're sitting on their couches and waiting. 
you know, God helps those who help themselves, if you will. Um, my belief hey, in Hey, I've been making it real easy different. for Jesus to show up. Okay? Let I, don't even, let I sleep under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I, I didn't catch what he said. He's making um, a joke. Well, the thing is, you know, if you're looking outside yourself for anything, you're going to be missing the mark because you have to heal yourself. You are the only one that's going to save you. Um, these people that are waiting for Jesus, you know, the second coming of Jesus Christ to save them, they're going to be on their knees for a long time. I'm sorry, but he's he's not coming around that corner with the with the wagon train. He's in the hollow earth. <laughs> well, where wherever he is, I, I don't know. He's inside care. someone else right now. If, now the if, point if they, that if, you're also saying, in which you're making a joke of, is the fact that in the Bible it said, you are made in the image and likeness of me. And when we refute that, and the author's not refuting it, She's saying it is inside you because we all have that ability to heal ourselves inside ourselves. It's not an outside job. It's an inside job. You know, and if you look at all the parables in the Bible that Jesus, you know, was showing everybody, um, for instance, the 40 days and 40 nights of fasting and drink, no drinking of the water. He's showing us that we don't need to eat. What? We, we are capable of going without food and water because we can get what we need out of the air and, and out of our own bodies. Do you realize that your body produces eight ounces of water a day? That's your saliva. One more. Or more. Or more. Or more. Um, but see, we, when, you know, we're, when we read the Bible through the religious aspect, they're saying, well, see, this is a man that you have to bow down to. Because mm-hmm. look at what power he has. He can go without food and water for 40 days? Man. You can only go for without food for a week and water for about three days, and then you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> you know, and and it's the whole translation of the Bible. I think all the parables that he was he was saying, you know, like he took one one loaf of bread and fed a multitude of thousands. He took one fish and fed a multitude of thousands. Um, he was showing us that we have these capabilities. We can do this. After all, we were made in his image. But see, people were not reading the Bible translated that way. We can walk on water. We have the capability of mind over matter. We have the capability of, you know, it's getting goosebumps. Um, all these things that he was, you know, teaching in the Bible, they make it sound like he's a God you have to bow down to. Jesus was humble. He was not there to, and I'm not saying that humble is, the, is better than um, selfish. 
I, I'm using yeah, the word humble. Yeah, I heard you used to sleep outside. Huh? Oh, I said I heard you used to sleep outside, or at least you used to camp. Well, of course, because he wandered from place to place, whatever we... You know, but the whole point of it is that we are now waking up to what he was telling us back then. Back then, they weren't as smart as we were, so to speak. But we sm- outsmarted ourselves and decided to start living indoors. And then we had all these toxic things in our homes, and now we're figuring out, oh, we should be outside. <laughs> so back to me. Well, it's, it's, it's just a, a matter of being aware of all these That's things, a good point, you know. Buddy. Yeah, it, it is a good point because we've, you know, closed everything up to where it's not circulating outside. It's, it's a very good point with all the electronics and all the chemicals we use to clean our house and, you know, all this stuff. You want to hear something funny? Real quick, real quick, real quick, before we change the subject, Patty, I want okay. to comment and say, Orpha, look, the religious... I'm right under a speaker. The, the, the whole thing with Jesus, I appreciate how you brought it up. I grew up in a Christian home, right? And and I actually renounced my Christian belief in, when I was in my early 20s, 25, 26, around 24, 25. Um, because... It was really more of a renouncing of religious belief, you know what I mean? But, like, I I get what you're saying. Like, if this system works for some people, then they should just keep going with it, you know, the belief system, you know. You know, Jesus is is giving us examples according to the story in the book. You know, we don't know where that book really came from. I mean, that just comes from history, and, and, you know, um, I... Ultimately, you know what? I'm gonna mute out, dude. This is fucking retarded. Well, the thing, the thing is, you know, I'm not saying that people, you know, shouldn't believe in, you know, you have your own beliefs, which is fine. But what's going on is, through the religious aspect, people are being told they have to look outside themselves to do anything. We're being taught that we cannot think for ourselves. And this is all a control mechanism. Um, we we cannot, you know, heal ourselves, therefore we have to go to a doctor and get drugs. We cannot think for ourselves, so we listen to the government to tell us what to do. You know, we, we, we aren't going to go to heaven without some help, um, if there is a heaven. Um... So we have to go to church to have, you know, the minister, preacher, priest, whoever whoever it is, tell us how we're going to get there. You know, we are we are not being taught that we can do this ourselves. We're becoming lazy butts. We're becoming entitled. You know, all of this stuff makes it so that we do not do anything against what they are telling us to do. And your, your main um, point is, by bringing up Jesus, is also that uh, that we can heal ourselves. There's no need to go to the big pharma. Right. right. That's right. That's right. But see, they the translation of the Bible has been to give it that religious aspect. So that you're looking outside of you for the answers. 
when they're inside of you all the time. And if and if you get in tune with your body and know what it's telling you and how to ask it questions and listen for the answers, Jesus, if you will, is speaking from you from in there. You know, it's and it's you. It's not another being. It's you. It's your higher power. It's your consciousness. It's your subconsciousness. You know, it's it comes from within. And once you know how to listen, it's like when I when I'm on the right track, I get goosebumps. <laughs> I hear you. Like, like crazy right now. Um, and that that's you know one of the ways I've learned to listen to myself. You know, if I'm on the right track of something, you know, if I I don't consciously, you know, well, am I getting goosebumps? No, it's just like all of a sudden they're there, and I'm going, oh, okay, I must have said something right. Um, but people are being told, you know, I can't tell you, even in this leaky gut program, when I get on the the Facebook page, um, the people are, you know. Look to Jesus to help you through this. Hell no. Look to yourself to help you through this. You know, Jesus isn't going to do this for you. Um, There was one lady that came on there. Well, we ought to start a prayer group. Now, I'm not saying prayer is bad. Prayer is actually being grateful for what you have, uh, where you've been, where you're going. You know, prayer is good. But who are you praying to? You know, I'm not saying you pray to yourself, but um, if you're praying to somebody else to help you, then you're on the wrong track. I'm sorry. I my belief, my opinion, but um, if you're if you're praying out there to gain the strength to um, help you move it in this uh, to help you get through it. In the sense that okay. you're 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 strengthening yourself. You're not looking to somebody else right. to do it for you. It's yeah. not this you, is not you, an entitlement situation. Go ahead. Can I jump in and concur with you in okay. concurrence? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. It's about prayer, and I know that prayer. There's a janitor walking towards me. You hear some clicking. Um, hmm. So. <clears throat> The is prayer is like my my energy itself, right? Like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. I put out is my my prayer to the right. to the cosmos, you know. And uh, so when you were saying if you're praying and, and you're doing it in error in a way, then it's not going to have effect, right? So I see I see that I interpret that to mean that uh, if you you know. Well, I got to put out the right energy. I got to put actually out what I want to have happen, as if it's already happening in my thoughts. Right. You know, and 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 I think that that I'm very lucky to. I can even say blessed and give all the glory to God, right? And do it in that way and use that story as a parable. You see, for everyone out there that relates to that subject matter. Okay. If 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 you're doing it, why are you giving the glory to God? For as a parable, give it to your, give it to your. No. Well, yeah, that that's Here's the way the parables are written. There yeah, you that's, go. that's yeah. that's the way the things are written in the Bible, and that's what they're taught. People are taught, give the glory to God. You know, count on Jesus to come back and save you. You know, they're not 
telling you to do your your you have to do this yourself. You're right, you but know, the connection that, is that, that when you realize you're part of God's life in his in, in God's image. The Bible says that too. So right. we're like we're thinking, Hey, we're I'm all, in God's image and I'm giving glory to God. Whoa, that means I'm having a part to play in this. You see, I'm actually creating my own reality. I'm helping you to just see have him? a part to play. If, if I see you're him. looking at God as being yourself, yes, you're, you're right I see on. him cleaning windows with a great big smile on his face. And nobody likes to clean windows. So everybody's looking at him going, how come he's so happy? You know, and it's contagious. It really is. How do you know nobody likes to clean windows? Well, would you stop? <laughs> you know, Arthur. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, well, when you look at it, there's a job for everybody in this world. You know, there, there are people out there that, you know, maybe enjoy cleaning windows, you know. It's, it's a peaceful place. I've had too many know? experiences with broken glass. Yeah. Okay. What about the, what about, what about the, uh, the manifesting... Right and and recognizing that you know like what was happening in the body right is is most likely curable through correct thinking and also you know action right but I think thought processes are super potent more potent than we give them credit for and well and just just recognizing on the on the on the inner levels of yourself right fixing some some sort of miscommunication with yourself would be a huge remedy, you know, way beyond something, trying to trying to fix something circumstantially, you know? Absolutely. I mean, most people don't, you know, they want to blame something for making them sick. You've made your own damn self sick. You know, you, your, your thoughts, your actions, what you're eating, what you're breathing, what you're, you know, whatever you're doing, you made you sick. Nobody else did it. And nobody else is going to fix you. You have to fix yourself. <clears throat> now, sometimes we need the help of doctors if we've gotten so sick that, you know, like I said, they're good for emergency situations. But for the most part, <clears throat> they're drug pushers. And, you know, it, well, it, that, just, it, it, it breaks my heart that people... That, no. Last really? set up that they did to me, Orpha. You know, he I go in there and he starts saying, "Well, maybe we can do laser." Well, that triggered me into thinking that, hey, maybe they are starting to open things up. But then he started talking about side effects and stuff. And by the time <laughs> I did go to the two doctors to find out what he really wanted to do, and realized that it was just to get a bunch more money for a cancer drug that. They- I told the second doctor I was going to do this, but I can change my mind. I just won't call them back, you know, and this is what I've been doing and been bouncing through this for the last, what, two and a half, three years. I've refused any more of their treatments, and they're going, well, you're still alive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) miracle. (laughs) Well, it's like when, when I, you know, had the stroke. And the doctors told me I had to be on, you know, cholesterol medicine now because I had a stroke. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> they said, yes, you do. You, you know, you, you've got high cholesterol and you had a stroke. I said, high cholesterol, I don't have high cholesterol, so it didn't give me a stroke. I do not need to be on 
cholesterol. Because you've been measuring your cholesterol level all this time, hadn't you? I I had just I had just had a full blood work done, and mm-hmm. my cholesterol was it was in the high normal, but it wasn't you know off the charts. And it wasn't I have over the rest of your life, right? Exactly, exactly. And I told the doctor, I said, I may take it for a little bit here, just whatever. I couldn't even come up with a good reason why I should even take it for a little bit. And I said, but I am not staying on this drug. Because well, you have to be on it for the rest of your life. I said, no, I don't. And then he just looked at me and said, well, I guess you do what you have to when you get out of here. But <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I have to because that's what I say, not because of what you say, you know. And I, it, it just, it really, I mean, it was a perfect example of how we are meant, and doctors think that we are just supposed to follow what they say. We are not to question. Well, we evidently, at, he d- we don't he didn't, fight against. He didn't care enough about you to say, oh, my God, you're going to die if you don't take this pill. I want to save your life. No, he just well, went, hmm. You know what's yeah. interesting, you guys, what you're bringing up is a very, very good point about the quasi-authoritative position of the doctor, which, what? That's like snake oil, right? You try to some snake oil and you want to be quasi-official? Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is where, you know, the doctors have lost total concept of who's who's being paid and who's working for who. You know, um, just because they tell me I have to take a drug doesn't mean I have to take it. You know, they they put me on baby aspirin and, and um, simvastatin, which is the cholesterol drug. And I knew that once I left the hospital, I wasn't going to be taking those things anymore. Um, I just didn't want to have all the conflict there in the hospital, so I took them. You know, so I was in there for a week taking these stupid drugs. And um, I got out, and I weaned myself off of them the next week. You know, I'm not taking them anymore. And it's, you know, and I got myself on the red yeast rice instead of the simvastatin. I didn't know about that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, my my um the guy that who's a nutritionist that does my blood cell analysis, he told me about that, and he said, and you can well, get it I, at Costco." Oh yeah, I've you can it. you can just yeah you yeah he um he said oh and when they put you on that simvastatin did they did they also put you on coq10? And I said no. He said they should have. Yep. Because um, then you're really off so, balance. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, they just give you the vitamins then. Yeah. You guys were going to have the cure, but we aren't going to give you the other half because we want yeah. to keep you <laughs> coming back for more. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I got, what do you guys think of tea? I haven't uh-huh. tried it yet. Has Colin tried it? Has anybody tried life change tea? Right. Oh, no. Let's see if. Colin, are you still with us? It's after 11. We're, I'm right? here. Colin's oh still with us. Right. Colin, what about your teeth? He's doing one for weight loss. 
Well, Life Change Tea oh. is a tea that comes from... Uh, oh, yeah. Colin, can you comment? Yeah. I'm using uh, wild uh, cherry bark tea. Two. But that's the weight loss one, Colin. It works. I'm down to 200. Good. And how much had you uh, were you did it uh, take you down? I was at two twenty. Okay, so you lost twenty in the length of time. Yeah. Because he moved and was working. Yeah. Cool. Was it a week or two weeks? How long? About a month. Okay. So there's other ways we can do anything. Right. I can get into I can get into trousers now that I couldn't get into two months ago. And Are they your trousers? Got all his chocolate. Oh, oh, pardon me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Are they your tra- <laughs> trousers? And why are you There's buying chocolate? discipline about my chocolate. There you go. I've had two pieces of fudge and one three and a half ounce chocolate bar in the last month. I've got two more sitting in the icebox right now that I haven't touched. He's trying to sound real sanctimonious, but he ate that <laughs> No, I'm being oh. very... The reason, the reason I was asking about life change tea, Colin, was because it's being advertised in the, like, freedom movement. In Like, you know, you look at some of these alternative news sources and you see life change tea, you know, oh, yeah, cleanse hold the whole system, you know. It's like other people are catching on, you know, to... to and the other day, someone was even talking about the power of roots. And how about human beings? Early humans, we used to eat nothing but roots, right? I mean, like all kinds of plants and shrubs and root, roots and stuff, right? We're not meant to, meet, to, to be meat eaters, apparently. But uh, we do. And so, any comments well, there? Well, we are designed for meat because of our teeth. Where we have the teeth of an omnivore. We eat everything. Our teeth tell us that. But, you know, don't do it to excess. Be moderate, um, practice moderation. Everything is in moderation. That's what the whole point is. And that was an interesting video I saw yesterday. And they were bringing, I'll send it on to everybody. It was bringing out what Alex Huxley did. And his motto and his mantra was, do anything, it's all right. And that's where they all, so many of the entertainment business um, became, they became subjects of the devil. And their demonic behavior off stage is what they are now doing on stage with their um, franticness because they really cannot let, be let go. They must demean everything and make it uh, subservient. So what we're all doing is getting in tune with ourselves and being ourselves rather than this demonic stuff that's out there. So it behooves us to keep talking like this, but we have run out of time. It's 11.15, 
and it's uh, a wonderful offer that you've given us such a great coverage on the leaky gut. I wanted people to be tuned into it. I'm also going to send out this bone broth diet. So, if, okay, maybe you don't know things you have a leaky gut, but what this will help you is to make the bone broth. And uh, Arthur's offered it to us on the program before, and people have left. So we're not going to put her through that again. Um, I know that um, Donaldson and I both have leaky guts. And mine is getting leakier per day, so I know I have to be doing something. And it's very important that we really look at what is going on with our bodies so that we can be more in tune with what is creating any kerfuffle in your life. We must be in charge of our body. We must be in charge of our life. And that is totally the great message you're giving to everybody that comes back and listens. And if they want to get hold of you, uh, please send an email to me at wonderland2 at gmail.com so that I can put you in touch with Orpha. I don't like to put Orpha or have Orpha put her telephone number on the uh, recording. But my email is my email. And so it's wondering2 at gmail.com. That's an A-N-N, no E on the end of and. So feel free to get hold of us. Feel free to ask the question. Feel free to participate. This is a participating program. So uh, who wants to do the Ho'opono with us? Let me let me just add one other thing here real quick. I've also found a protocol for the herpes virus, and I don't know how many of you might have it. Um, I've had the herpes virus ever since I was a kid. You know, yep. I know I got it from my mom because my mom had fever blisters, and where she got it, who knows, you know. But but it's had such a bad connotation put on it that make all of us you know really bad with it. But I have a protocol that can get rid of it, uh, really get rid of it. The thing with the herpes virus is um, they they treat the symptom of it, you know, with all their numbing stuff, but the herpes virus cloaks itself in an invisible shield and our immune system can't find it to get rid of it. This protocol, this protocol helps take that invisibility cloak off so our immune system can kill it and it will happen within three weeks. So that's I love you, Orpha. That's awesome, man. Wow. Yeah, that's, send that out. I've the, got friends the, that would really benefit from that too. The crib version um, of it. I'll I'll just send the PDF file to to, to wonder. Okay. Um, but it's you know. <laughs> It's amazing. There is a cure if you if you keep looking hard enough. There is a cure. So enough said. And that's so who wants exactly what, And that's exactly what uh, Emily has always said. There's a there are only a few diseases, and they all can be cured. So let's uh, let's get more of it into our information, and let's move on. So, Arthur, do you want to start and let's do a round robin of it again on the Ho'opono? 
Fine. Fine with me. Okay. So okay. who wants to do it second? Donaldson, you want to do it second, and Patty, you do it third? Okay. Might be okay. Okay. So go ahead, Orphan. I love you. I love you. What is that whistle? I don't know. <laughs> Please forgive me. Please forgive me. me. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please Please forgive forgive me. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I love you. I love you. He said it the way I was going to say it, so now i got to switch it up. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Please forgive me. Please Please forgive forgive me. me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how, how. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how, how. Of course, I'm clapping. There you go. I'm the clapper. <laughs> you got the clap. Oh, no, that's all right. Yeah. I fell off my last name, off the cliff, and now I'm in the clappers. <laughs> there we are. It is important that we get the rhythm of what clapping can do and what the Ho'oponopono can do insofar as each of us has this energy and we spread it way out, way out to everybody around us so that they can hear us, see us, do what we need to do so that you and your community can really be getting healthier and healthier with each person working on themselves so that this is a unity of us working together to be healthy and well. So spread our arms out, and we're going to do it Patty's way. Patty, tell us how to do it so everybody that Just records it. smile and say, eee. There you are. So <laughs> one, two, three, arms out. Where is everybody? Well, I ran. I ran out. Of, I ran out. Of <laughs> My dog is looking at what she's doing. I know. Peppy goes, oh, goody, she's over with Oh, everything. my dogs are all out of their boxes. They want to go potty, too. Isn't that the sound yeah. of the... <laughs> it makes the dogs have to go potty. Wow. That's what does. And, and she wants to go out. So we'll go, go out. All right, everybody. See you next week. I'll see you next Okay, love you all. Okay, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.